0: It was very fitting, I think, as we were singing and Steve mentioned, just that uh, this year has been a difficult year for a lot of people and just a strange year where a lot of the things that are fairly normal in life suddenly had changed or maybe weren't able to be taken for granted. And it seems that for many this year has been marked by... Well, all sorts of things, really. There's been a real sense of fear. There's been anger. There's been outrage and violence against injustice. There's been loneliness and despair as people have hunkered down for the virus and trying to come to grips with not seeing loved ones. Or for others, it's a year that's marked the loss of jobs or the loss of income. For others, it's it's been a loss of health, and for some, maybe there's been a loss of a loved one, and maybe some of you tonight are feeling that grief. But I was thinking about all of that sense of darkness and sense of hope is lost and all of that sort of thing, and, and I was reminded of when we read or, or see a really good story whether it's a good book or a good movie. And often there's a moment, several moments, but often there's a a key moment where everything looks really dark and maybe the enemy is winning or the plan is falling apart or the heroes have failed and hope seems lost. And it feels like there can be no possible victory, no happy ending. And sometimes I feel like we are in those great stories. Whether it's a film or a book, we, we maybe have this moment where it looks so dark and there's this longing that comes out in us, this longing for evil and hopelessness to be confronted and things to be made right. We have this hope deep down. C.S. Lewis calls it an inconsolable longing, the longing for things to be made right, for goodness and for truth and beauty And justice to reign. And I want to say tonight, friends, that that hope we have is not some far-flung dream. But it's the reality that we celebrate this Christmas night. That Christmas is much more than a sort of quaint recollection of fuzzy memories. But tonight we celebrate the clear and sharp proclamation that God himself has come to us and that in the midst of all of our hopelessness he's made his dwelling with us. And in the readings we've heard tonight and in the songs that we've sung we catch a glimpse that there's actually more going on in our world than perhaps the latest despair we've picked up on the news cycle. That something tremendous has happened in this birth. The earliest followers of Jesus knew this. They knew this birth was like no other. They knew that in Jesus, God had actually come and had confronted the evil and the darkness of the world. He was answering that. He was answering that deep longing with his hope and his own life. He was answering the, the longing for all of those that are lost in fear or bondage or even our, sometimes our apathy, our sense of saying, well, what's the point anyway? Put another way, we could say, the birth of Jesus is the sudden hope we long for in the sad story of our human condition. And I think we've been reminded of that sad story this year. I think back to authors like J.R.R. R. Tolkien, who was a committed Christian, and he coined a, a new word to describe that sudden moment where things turn to the good. That moment when everything's dark, when the heroes have lost, that's catastrophe. We know that word. But Tolkien said we need another word that announces the flip side of catastrophe. And he called it the U catastrophe. EU catastrophe. The U catastrophe, said Tolkien, is when suddenly hope springs back again. It's it's maybe unexpected, it's longed for but unlooked for because we've sort of given up that it could ever come. It's that sudden dawning that turns the tide in the story. I think of a variety of stories this happens where things look terrible, but suddenly hope comes back. In in C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia, it's that moment when Aslan comes back to life and leads Lucy and Susan in the restoration of all of those that have fallen under the curse of the white witch if catastrophe means that sudden turn to evil and defeat it's this moment says tolkien the catastrophe, that is the sudden turn to good and hope again and friends tonight i want to remind us all that jesus birth is the catastrophe in the darkness of our stories and even today in the darkness of 2020 Jesus arrives in that stable in Bethlehem many years ago, but we can also say he arrives afresh in every moment if we invite him. And he can arrive afresh in your heart tonight if you would receive him. And some of us who have maybe followed Jesus for many years but feel that sense of fear or hopelessness or despair creeping up in us need to open our hearts again to that you catastrophe of Jesus. He arrives with grace into our hearts for all who will receive him, for all who long for grace and life and hope he's ready. We often think of this image in churches of Jesus standing at the door and knocking on our, on our hearts as though we can invite him in, let him come in and transform what he finds there. Jesus is the one we deeply long for, whether we truly realize it or not, to come into the brokenness of our stories and set things right. And while our world may feel that they are still in catastrophe, if we know Jesus, then there truly is an assured hope that light has indeed come. John says it this way in his Gospel, that in him was life, and the life was the light of, For all humanity, the light shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. Or other translations put it, the darkness cannot overtake it. In our reading from Titus, Titus refers to this moment as the appearing of the grace of God, that sudden arrival. When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness. He didn't save us because we'd somehow gotten enough good points to kind of cross some imaginary line where now I'm in God's good books. See, it's the opposite of the naughty and nice list, right? It's not about God tallying my performance and then deciding whether I'm good enough to be saved. No. He comes and saves us not because of the works done for us by righteousness, in righteousness. He saves us, says Titus, according to his own mercy. Jesus wants to save you and has saved you, and that comes entirely out of his great love for you. Whether or not you feel you've lived up to that or not, he simply loves us. And once again, that arrival of Jesus is like the breaking of the dawn on the long night of human sin and brokenness. It's the grace of God appearing, the sudden, unlooked-for hope that there is a good and gracious God. And not just that he's real, but that he's loving and he cares about the sin and brokenness of our world. And he's come himself in Jesus to set things right. As Titus says and reminds us, he's come to save us, not because of our works, but entirely by his mercy. And that great phrase he uses by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. There's this sense in which as we invite Jesus in and allow him and his hope to fill us, there's like a scrubbing away of the grime of our lives, almost like a dirty window that needs to get wiped down so the light can now come in. Or maybe better put, Jesus comes into our lives and starts to scrub the windows so that the light of who he is can start to shine out of us. And our world needs to hear that, folks. It needs to see that light, especially at this time. We also need to be reminded that we're made heirs, made alive, ready to inherit the hope of eternal life, made part of God's family. And we also need to be reminded of this, that God does not overlook the violence. He doesn't overlook the messiness or the pain or the fear of human experience whether 2,000 years ago or this year or in someone else's life or in your own Jesus very human birth and if you've ever been at a birth you know that it would be a bloody and messy and strange thing and also a beautiful miracle Jesus very human very messy very holy birth is the good news that God purposely chooses to enter into the brokenness and fragmentedness of our world. He doesn't ignore all that messiness in our lives. He enters right into the middle of it. He's in the business of taking our darkness and filling it with his light, of taking the moments that look like chaos and bringing about his order, of taking our own brokenness, bringing healing and wholeness. And ultimately, we celebrate at Easter that this moment leads to him confronting death itself so that by his resurrection, we can know new salvation life. God is real and God has come. and He's come to give his life for ours, to take on our sin and evil, to defeat death and lead all who will come back to life with God. One author puts it this way, that he comes down, down to the very roots of his creation to rise again and bring the whole ruined world up with him. He's shown us his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't have to do that, but he longs to bring sinners back to himself. And now no one needs to be excluded. That offer of salvation is open for all. I love this idea that the Son of God became a human to enable all of humanity to become children of God. And as we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is what we celebrate tonight. The child king has come. Emmanuel, God with us. And he comes because he deeply loves you. He came that night in Bethlehem, and was as live as could be, but he is also alive here tonight. And he invites you to open the door for him to come and transform what might be there to bring about his love and his life, his forgiveness, his salvation, to be the catastrophe the return of hope, When all might seem lost. Because folks, in the end, God knows our tears and our heartache and our grief. And he invites each of us to come into relationship with him to be part of that family. And so the question for us tonight is, do we stay in darkness? We don't ignore the darkness. We know it's there. We know there's real issues in the world. We know there's really real issues inside each of us, if we're honest. That we're all broken and have our own, our own stuff, our own baggage, our own sin, our own habits that point us away from God rather than closer to God. But we have a choice to stay in that place or not, to stay in the darkness or to embrace that catastrophe. that God's answer in Christ is the hope we need in the sad, sorry story of humankind trying to work things out on their own. It's the greatest news the world has ever known and can know. But yet, this news that Jesus loves us and came to give his life for us, to set us free and to give us eternal life, that news is a news we often hold at bay. Sometimes we we hear the great news and yet it's like, but I know that's going to have to mean I have to change my heart. There's things in my life that are going to have to change if I really accept that. And so sometimes we hold the good news at bay because it's hard to change it's hard to admit our own brokenness and our own sin sometimes but if we don't hold them at bay if we don't fear to face our own brokenness and if we're honest with ourselves and say yes lord i need you to come then we've accepted the only remedy the truest of salvation Jesus himself, the hope and life and forgiveness of God who wants to come and set things right in you. And so my prayer for us this Christmas Eve is that we would welcome him to come and make his home in us, maybe wash the grime off the windows so that his light and his hope can shine through us in a world that still struggles without hope. So let's pray to that end that God would come and change our hearts so we can extend grace and hope to others. Let's pray together. Lord, tonight we are blessed to be able to gather. Lord, we're blessed with the freedom we have to gather. And we're blessed to have family and friends, brothers and sisters around us who want to come and gather. And Lord, I thank you for this church family and for those that are visiting tonight, friends and loved ones, those that are maybe joining us online, either now, live, or later on. But Lord, I thank you that most of all, you have come with real hope and real salvation for all who believe. Lord, this has been a difficult year in many ways. Perhaps most of all, it's caused us to have to confront our own expectations, our own issues within ourselves. How quick we might be to anger, or how quick we might be to fear. And in those moments, Lord, whether we've really gone and, and come close to you and asked for your help and your patience and your life. But Lord, tonight we take this pause from what can seem like such a hectic time. We just set our hearts upon you, Lord. We take one hour out of this night to set our hearts. And we just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would come and examine our hearts and our lives. Lord, if there's areas that we need to give to you, that we need to surrender to you, we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would show us those things. That it wouldn't be a guilt-ridden thing, but we would we would just willingly acknowledge our own brokenness and sin. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry for the ways I've not followed you. I'm sorry that I've left undone things I ought to have done, and I've, I've done stuff that I know I shouldn't have. And Lord, I recognize that I can't save myself, but you, Lord, you've come. You have mercy on us. You've saved us. And you call each and every one of us to repent and believe to find hope and life in you. Lord, we celebrate that tonight. And I pray if there's anyone here that has never made that commitment that you would be their Lord and Savior, I pray, Jesus, that you would draw them to yourself tonight, bring them to a place where they would say, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Thank you, God, for all that this means, this Christmas time, that you came to save us. You don't ignore us come right into the mess of our lives. Some of us are so aware of that mess. But Lord, tonight, help us to be more aware of your love that covers us and cleanses us and renews us. Thank you, Jesus, for your unending love. We bless your name tonight. Amen.